Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey guys, let me get you off to the right start on your online dating journey. And it is going to be a journey. Boy, do I promise you that. But do you want that journey to be a little less painful? Well, go to kristencarney.com slash dating help and I can help make that possible. I can help power up your dating profile. I can help fine tune your banter skills, which will take you to the next level and get you the girl that you want. So go to kristencarney.com slash dating help. That's kristencarney.com slash dating help. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have Dr. Laura Berman. You have heard of her before. I know you have because she is famous and she's famous for a reason because she knows what the heck she's talking about. And she is talking to us today about chemistry. We've talked about this before, but she's providing us with a scientific look at chemistry, why it's created, how it's created, and how you yourself can make a woman feel chemistry in your first encounter or on your first date or in your long-term relationship. So keep listening. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Ask Women podcast. We're so glad you're here today. Of course, it's me, your host, Kristen Carney, along with Marnie Kinris. And we have a very special guest who's got the the special title of doctor, which uh, me and Marnie covet. No, Marnie's naturally a doctor. Dr. <laughs> Laura Berman from Undercover Radio. And uh, thank you so much for joining us, Laura. Or Dr. Laura, I don't do you in regular conversation. Thank you, Doctor, for being <laughs> on the show. I never know. I never yeah. know. You can call me Dr. Berman or Laura. Just don't call me Dr. Laura because a lot of people confuse that with with Dr. Laura. Yeah. Yes, there's Dr. another Dr. Laura, Dr. Right. Who yeah. is not at all on the same page with me about almost everything. So, <laughs> right. oh, interesting. Confusion. You can just call me Laura. Well, I, I, I love that you're on our, our show right now. Um, I've been very excited to talk to you for a while. We had to cancel our first session together, but I'm so happy yeah. that you're talking to us now because today yeah. we are going to talk about chemistry. And this is a, a, a big area of expertise for you. And I would love for you, I know we talked a little bit before the show, but I would love for you first to define chemistry and then we can go into a little bit more detail because I don't think that from the male perspective, a lot of men understand what chemistry is, how it feels and how it 
presents itself for women? Well, you know, I think I think it's interesting because I almost feel like men understand the physical aspect of chemistry better than women do. Really? Because, you know, chemistry can be defined from a physiologic standpoint of like DNA and pheromones, you know, on a continuum to, you know, how well you kind of vibe with each other and your shared vision of the world and of the future and how in alignment you are. So chemistry is actually you know, in essence, especially when we're talking about love relationships, a biopsychosocial kind of, uh, sometimes even spiritual kind of connection. I think for most guys, when they hear chemistry, they think, oh, that person is hot. I would want to have sex with them. I find them super sexually attractive. And then that's like initial attraction kind of chemistry to them. And then they might also define chemistry as you know, once they kind of get with that person. So first they're sort of talking, you know, they're talking. And then when they finally get together physically, if it gelled really well and felt really good and they're both really into it, then they'll talk about the chemistry between the two of them from the physical standpoint, which is definitely a huge part of chemistry. Yeah. But it's not really how women will typically define it. You know, for women, the attraction actually and the physical attraction builds the more she likes the personality, especially if we're talking about men and women. So for a woman, while she may not feel that chemical pull, quote unquote, with that guy who she first meets, once she gets to know him, especially if he's funny... Is it especially if if he's funny? So that is like a thing? Especially if he's funny. Men who women find funny are significantly more attractive than men who aren't funny. And I think part of that is not only because laughter is one of the greatest predictors of relationship satisfaction, you know, being able to laugh together and at yourselves and with each other, but also it's, um, you know, it's a, it's a sim. It's a symptom of intelligence. It is. Yeah, yeah. that's it's really funny. And yeah, and that's why oh, now. Now Kristen's in love. With it. She's like, oh, <laughs> well, that's why. Now we can talk to each other. I'm so funny because I have a really, really high IQ. Yeah, but I actually have no idea what a really high IQ even is. So you know, I don't have a good IQ because I don't even know what the score. You're so smart, you don't even need to know. Right. Exactly. But I'm yeah. so glad that you addressed this because we get messages a lot from guys saying. This show is all about just being a hot dude and getting women that way. And Marnie and I always say it's so much different for women. It does not always come down to looks. It's so much personality. It plays such a huge part of it. So because you have the title doctor, you are now (laughs) dropping the mic. Right, now you've given us right. Right. So let me ask you a question. So a, a guy and a girl go on a first date, they connect they share similar backgrounds, they're having great conversation, they're laughing every once in a while, and then they separate and the guy walks away saying, oh my God, that was great. I feel really strong chemistry with her. Maybe he doesn't even use those words to define it. He just says, I like her, I want to see her again. She was hot. She was hot. I want a boner. Let's go out for a second time. And then the woman walks away and says, oh, that was a really nice guy, but I just, I'm not feeling what I wanted to feel with them. Can you explain 
that a bit more because yeah. yeah, you know, it's so, it's so common now for a lot of reasons. And I think one of the main reasons is because we're really confused about what we want. We want, you know, what I call a snag, a sensitive new age right. guy, right? We want him to be modern and, and flexible gender roles and be just as willing to cook and clean and change diapers and share, you know, really flexible and all of that realm. But we also want him to protect us, you know, from a mugger or a robber or somebody breaking in. And we also say we want, this is the biggest complaint I get from men. We, you know, women say they want a nice guy, a good guy, but they really don't. They keep dropping me and the other good guys I know for the bad boy, Right. you know? And I see that happen all the time. And I think what I try to help guys understand is that Women really do want a nice guy. They want a nice guy who has opinions and who knows who he is and can be flexible and wants to put your opinions ahead of his at times, but also can hold his own. You know, so when you ask him, when it comes up, where do you want to go for dinner? He doesn't say, whatever you want, whatever you want. You know, he has an idea and he may even have a strong idea and be stubborn at times but he's also sensitive to you and flexible in his thinking. And that's a big difference than just a yes man. And I think it's really confusing for a lot of guys, especially the guys that are, you know, under 40 who have been raised by women who have been whispering in their ears, you know, whatever you do, don't do to any woman what was done to mom and our generation of women. And they don't know how to be you know, manly men and sweet at the same time. And women don't know how to be powerful and in their feminine at the same time. And I think it creates a lot of issues in the dating world and in in life in general. But what women will often do is say, he's got everything I want on paper, but I'm not that attracted to him. And often the reason she's not attracted to a really nice guy is not because she doesn't find him attractive, It's because he's so into her that she thinks something must be wrong with him because she doesn't deserve that, you know? Right. So I always tell guys, if if she's saying she wants the good guy, but then she's dumping you for the bad guy, she really doesn't have enough self-worth for a good guy. I I completely agree with you. I do agree too. But then I wonder what the quote unquote bad guy actually is. If he really is a bad guy or if he's just like you said, a guy with opinions and confidence. And so the good guys aren't really losing them, losing these women to actual bad boys, but strong men instead. Well, yes, I think that happens, but I think it's more often that they're losing them to the guys who, you know, she keeps going back to her boyfriend who cheated on her. Oh, right. Or who, you know, won't leave his wife or who is a player. And, you know, she, it's because it's like that, you know, it's every wounded girl, woman's, you know, thing. I had it a little bit too in my earlier life. I think many of us go through that phase where like we want the fixer upper. You know, if the guy who's such a player finally sees the air of his ways for me, I can finally believe I'm lovable, you know? Yeah. And it, we'll- what is the psychology behind that? Because there's a, a guy that I had been talking to a little bit who isn't really available. I've heard he's very like he's a scumbag kind of like he doesn't treat women yeah. that well and yet i'm going online checking his instagram stories every 5 minutes but i know he's a creep why am i doing that what is 
what is that about my brain? Well, you can answer that question by asking yourself, how would you feel if he was like not going out with anyone else and just coming after you and calling you and like was all of a sudden changing his player ways because he had finally met the love of his life, you. Yeah, I'd probably be grossed out. I would go, oh, get out of here, loser. That's really what you want. Right, but it's like... That's what you're hoping will happen is that he'll reform for you. What therapists call it is... I mean, that's what... It's like a trauma bond. Mm -hmm. It's it's, uh, what therapists call repetition compulsion. We keep getting into the same relationship dynamic that sort of replicates our earlier life rejections in hopes that this time it'll turn out differently. And it never Why does our brain work against us like that? Yeah. It's not, it's not that? working against us. It's trying to fix itself and it's trying to heal itself. Yeah. So that you're trying yeah. to get into situations that replicate something that happened to you in your past and looking for a different outcome, which typically doesn't work because right. you don't have the tools for it or you haven't grown in a certain way. So you end up in the same position. I, I have a question because this is something I've been very curious about lately. And I don't know if there's an answer for it, but do you think that this is a generational thing? Like, do you think that women now who are between 18 and 25, let's say, who have been getting so many messages of girl power and women are amazing. Like, do you think that they date the same way and have no, no. okay. That's interesting. Cause I, no. I want to hear about that. I don't, I think it's a very confusing. It's a very exciting time and it's a very free time, you know, there's so many, there's so many options, but it can be a really confusing time. And I think it falls into the same category as what women, you know, we don't have women really until recently. And even now they're few and far between haven't had a really good model of power and feminine power in relationship and feminine power in our sexual lives. And so what did we do? Like just to give you a perfect example in the eighties, right? When women started working on wall street and in finance and in all these jobs that, you know, had always been in the domain of men, what did they do? They dressed like men, they acted like men. The only women, you know, that they felt that could sort of keep up with the men that were the ones that could curse and spit and, you know, party like the guys, right? And now it's sort of moved into, well, look, guys can have however many sexual partners they want and have casual sex. I should be able to too. And she absolutely should and is, but our power sexually and even romantically is found in a very different place. And I think that women fall into this, you know, I call it the alpha woman syndrome. We kind of high five each other when we're dating some guy that is whipped and wrapped around our finger and lets us control everything where we're going on vacation, what he wears, you know, everything else. And we think we're all empowered, but then we get grossed out with the monster we've created, right. you know, yeah. <laughs> because we want him to have those cojones and to have opinions, but we are going to push against that because we think that's where our power is. And then that's when it gets confusing is because both of us are trying to be in our masculine power, which, you know, feminine power is very different. It's just as powerful. In fact, sometimes more so, but it's not so controlling and forceful. It's more creative and flowing and highlighting possibilities and pointing in directions and creating things. And the masculine energy is much more kind of moving forward and containing those things. And when both of you are trying to contain everything and control everything, it gets kind of messy. It gets completely sticky. That's interesting. Okay. So 
oh, I don't even know where to go with this now because I have so many questions. Um, <laughs> no, but this is this is actually really interesting, especially what you were saying before with people with with people who are of the younger generation, where they are starting to date yeah. differently because they do have better examples in front of them, and and they're still going to have traumas from their past. It just might be shifting. Yeah, and, you know, and marriages, families that didn't work out, mar- you know, yeah. marriages that tentative about really committing, tentative about you know. Uh, labeling their orientation or even monogamy, you know, which all of which I think opens up the playing field and creates possibilities. But where I think women get into trouble is from a sexual standpoint, the, the difference between us and men in a very basic physiologic way, well, there are lots of differences, but a big one is that, you know, for all of us, when you have really good sex, your brain gets washed in oxytocin, which is the chemical of attachment. It's what breastfeeding mothers release to bond with their baby, you know? And for men, they have enough testosterone to kind of counteract those bonding effects, which makes it a lot easier for them to have one night stands and go on with their lives. And women, we intend to have a one night stand. We don't even like the guy. We just think he's hot. Right. And then you have amazing sex with him. And all of a sudden you're being washed in cuddle hormones and feel bad the next day when he doesn't ask for your number, when you never intended to give it to him. Right. Even if it's not great sex, I will tell you, like, I think I've talked about it on our show before. I had this one guy in college, Gilbo, who we decided to just like have sex with each other as friends. It was not good sex at all, but there was something in my brain that was saying I had to be with him and it had to be turned into a relationship. Even though when he was showing, he was very into me in the beginning, I was like, no, get away. This is just casual. But there's, there was something in me that said, I, we need to be more consistent with each other and hang out and turn it into more of a relationship. And I finally went up to him in the library and I said, can we just go back to being friends? This is getting way too confusing for me. But it's, it's, it's interesting that you're saying that. So let's take a step back for one second, because I want to talk about chemistry again. But before we started the show, you had said that there was a way to instruct men on how to build that chemistry. And you've, you've touched on it throughout our conversation so far, but can we give some first date suggestions and recommendations and little tips and tools that guys can use to guarantee the best chance for chemistry to be felt by the woman on the other end, if he chooses or wants her to feel chemistry? Well, I mean, I think the best way to create chemistry with a woman in particular is to go after her main sexual organ, which is between her ears. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I like to encourage guys, our tendency... Men Don't use your women, penis up there, though, yet. No, no, not <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> Just, yeah. like, slapping her forehead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Dr. Berman said this would go well on the first. Right. <laughs> a doctor said it. It has yeah. to work. Um, but, you know, a lot of tendency is to sort of Google the poop out of someone and find out everything about them before you go out. I really like the idea of not yeah. doing that. Get really curious and think, you know, think about maybe, you know, one or two things about that person, but really make the intention about being really, really curious about her and not proving yourself, not establishing yourself, not even playing any games. But if you go in there confident in your own skin and curious about her and not trying to play her or manipulate the situation or, you know, be a player or anything else. 
You're not playing hard to get. You are sort of hard to get, but you're just really curious about her as a human being to the extent that, you know, you are funny or can cultivate some funny in preparation. That is always good. And to be chivalrous, to open the door. I mean, it is not something, even though women want to be empowered and we can open our own doors and pull out our own chairs. If you really want to stand out, if you treat her in a gentlemanly way, even if she can open her own door and pull out her own chair, it really makes a good impression. And that allows her to feel respected and protected. And that's the kind of chemistry we really want to feel. We want to feel protected. And like if, you know, like I said, if someone comes and holds up the restaurant, you know, you're going to help, but we don't want to be controlled. Okay. Well, can you paint a larger picture of the being curious portion? Because from what yeah. I heard from that description, it, it all sounded it, wonderful. Being confident in your own skin, laughing a little bit. I For the guys that I work with, I hear them going in and just asking question after question after question after question. Yeah. So that, so let, can we expand on that? No, about? it's not a job interview. It's more like you got to think about it like, you know, almost like a work colleague or an acquaintance that you're impressed by and intrigued with for some reason. But you're just wanting to learn more about them. So you're not trying to ask them a million questions for a checklist. But you're really curious about who they are and not, you know, and how they feel about things and, you know, what their biggest dream is and, you know, how... So digging deeper, definitely digging deeper and not just asking surface level questions. Not like, so where do you work and what's your situation? What's your favorite ice cream flavor? And what do you want, (laughs) you know, like... um, Why why do you like lemon meringue Or even asking like, what did you dream about being when you were, you know, when you grew up as a little girl? And, you know, just women, I always, because I work a lot with parents and children and teaching them, uh, you know, how to raise sexually healthy kids. And parents will, will especially ask me about about girls and how to like make sure they choose the right guys. And I'm always like, you know, worry about the guys too. But it is true that if you, you know, a really good father of a daughter, and for some reason it seems to be more impactful if the father does this from the standpoint of male-female relationships, if he can really identify what I call her treasures and her treasure chest. So When she's little, you know, if she had a loving male figure in her life that made her, you know, pointed out the beautiful color that her eyes changed when the sun shined into it and how funny she is and how thoughtful she is. He would make such a good boyfriend. Yeah, Yeah, right? Like if (laughs) if you notice things that are unique about her and are curious about things that are unique about her, then... When a guy comes along and notices those same treasures, she's his, right? So mm-hmm. to the guys, the way that you really build chemistry is noticing things that are uniquely special about her. Not just that she's pretty, you know, but that there's something really unique about her when she laughs the way that, you know, she grins is so endearing or whatever, but things that are uniquely special and delightful about her, if you point those out, and she's healthy enough to, you know, emotionally to be in a healthy relationship, she'll be into that. What if she's not healthy enough? 
And you're Will she still appreciate that? <laughs> but, but before we were just saying everybody has all these traumas are all messed right. up. So like, but we all we, have differing degrees. Yeah. But I think sometimes we get stuck. So one of the ways that I see guys get the most stuck is in the scenario that I call crazy gives good sex. And right. what happens there is, you know, women who are like not really not emotionally stable and are going to be like, you know, crazy in bed. Right. Are because they're so uninhibited. Right. Are in general are going to be amazing, amazing, amazing. And then men often very quickly fall in love with that. Right. And then, you know, they call my show up months later, you know, and are like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. You know, I love her, but she gambled away all of our finances going off the rails or, you know, a lot of times guys fall in love really quickly because of this intense sexual connection. Mm -hmm. Um, when the woman is just not emotionally healthy to have a healthy relationship with, and those are the women who will cheat, who will keep going back to the bad boyfriend who cheated on her, who, you know, will keep using drugs or gambling or doing whatever it was that she was doing that was destructive that you thought exciting in the beginning. So I think that's a way that a lot of guys get caught. For sure. Uh, We're going to take a quick break for a second. I love everything that you're saying. We'll be back uh, in a couple of minutes with Dr. Laura Berman. So stay tuned. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I swear I don't want to be a man. However, I do want to be a man when it comes to certain things like clothing. I love men's clothes. And another thing I'm starting to get jealous of is men's skincare, specifically Tiege Hanley, because it's uncomplicated. Women have so many options and it's just we're oversaturated with this routine and that routine and this and that works and this. But for dudes, you guys haven't really been bothered so much, but you should have been because your skin is important. And Tiege Hanley is an uncomplicated, amazing brand for guys who want to start getting their skin in better condition. I know Marnie's husband's been using it, and she said she's seen a huge improvement in his blackheads. Guys, you guys have to take a look at your skin because chances are it needs help. Just because no one's addressed it before doesn't mean you shouldn't address it now. And this is such an uncomplicated way to go about it. I know for me, if I don't know where to start with something, I just don't start at all. Well, with Tiege Hanley, you know where to start because I can recommend where. You start with a level one skincare system. It gives you all the basics of face wash, an exfoliating scrub, and AM and PM moisturizers. Okay, AM and PM. All of this for only 25 bucks. But actually, it's going to be even cheaper than 25 bucks because if you go to tige.com slash askwomen, you'll be presented with a coupon to get a discount on your first box of Tiege Hanley. So all of that for less than 25 bucks. Let me put into perspective how cheap 25 bucks is for all of that. I just spent $60 on a night cream. Okay, end of story. So to get started on making your skin look awesome, go to tige.com slash askwomen. That's T-I-E-G-E dot com slash askwomen. All right, we are back. 
I didn't want to interrupt you, interrupt you because I wanted you to keep going, but I absolutely love it because I think that, that that does happen to a lot of people. A lot of guys that I work with will write into me and say, you know, I'm, I know that this girl is the one. I think I'm in love with her. And then I'll find out at the end of their email to me or uh, two minutes into the phone conversation that they've never spoken to this woman before. And so what is a way that men can check in with themselves to slow themselves down so that they don't get overpowered? Because I think that this is also very attractive too, when men don't get overpowered by this chemistry that they feel. Oh yeah. I mean, I think in general, you have to really work against your instincts when you want to, you know, nail it down, right? Because it's it's so amazing. And I think you you can, you just want to make your major commitments slowly. You want to see you know, what is she like in the light of day? What is she like three months into the relationship? What is she like in a stressful situation? What is she like in a crisis? How does she handle you being, you know, with her less often? Because in the beginning of a relationship, we can't get enough of each other. We're both putting our best foot forward. And that's how a lot of us get into trouble is we make commitments too quickly before we figure those things out because it feels right. so good so fast and we've never felt this way. And, you know, guys typically do, they are much more likely than women to fall in love at first sight. You know, I think women really fall in love at first insight, which yeah. is back Ooh, to that chemistry that. thing. Guys fall in love because first physically and then emotionally and women typically, you know, yeah, we got to find you nice physically, but mostly we fall in love first emotionally. And then really the physical kind of adds to that. So it's sort of in reverse to what your average guy, how he works in love. Interesting. So overall, what I'm hearing from you is that like, even to calm yourself down so that you're not diving in head first, you're you're slowing it down to fight your instincts. But even when on a date, doing the same thing for yourself. Like, so being curious is it's a way to, you know, create chemistry to get a girl to open up and to find out more about her. But it's also a way for you to appear more selective, which is the same thing as you're saying for slowing down. It's okay, hold on a second. Let's like ignore my penis, maybe even ignore this overwhelming feeling in my brain that's saying, I want to be with you. And just like, let's investigate a little bit more, which is fun. Let's enjoy the unfolding. Let's let things, nothing's going to intrigue her more than if you're like, I want to take things slowly. I don't want to kiss you just yet. Stop making those eyes at me. Right. Exactly. That's where the tension builds up. And that's where that feeling of chemistry happens. So yeah, that, in fact, I do that a lot in my uh, couples who've been together a long time and a lot of those relationships when sex has gotten really kind of stale or they haven't had it in a long time. And I'll say like, okay, you know, no more sex. All you can do tonight is kiss. And, you know, invariably they cheat on their homework. And even if they haven't been interested in each other right. in months, when they can't have it, the tension's even greater. So... Oh, I love that. What would be something that like in a first interaction or even a first date that would be a little bit lower level than you're not allowed to kiss each other? What would be something cute that a guy could do to sort of trigger that same instinct in a woman to say like, no, no, don't, don't get me. You're not mine yet. Right. I I think you can say like, if you make her feel like she's a delicious present that you want to take your time really getting to know and unwrapping, you know, I mean, not that you're going to use that metaphor, but if you're 
saying things and treating her in ways like even if you kiss her and you're like, wow, you know, I really could kiss you all night, but like, I just want to really savor this and take this slow. And I would love to see you again in a few days and, you know, see where this goes. So if you are kind of putting on the gentle taps on the brake, you know, that's even better than if she, cause she's so used to fending people off, you know? I love that. Okay. That is really, really good. I want to, I want to take a minute and answer a question from one of our listeners, if you're okay with that. Sure. Okay. Uh, Dear Marnie and Kristen, before I start off, I want to first tell you that I've been watching uh, Marnie on YouTube for a long time, listening to the podcast, and I am a a ridiculously huge fan. My question was whether or not women dislike it when you appear with other women. This question stems from an experience or experiences that I've had over the past few months. Like this one time, I brought some of my good female friends, wing girls, to a party I was going to. However, when I arrived, I didn't exactly get the sort of results I expected. A lot of the women I approached were very standoffish and unopened to my approaches. I I wandered frantically about whether I had forgotten to brush my teeth that morning or wear deodorant, but then it hit me like a freight train. One girl that I had approached scolded me for flirting with other girls when I was obviously with another woman. I was a bit confused. This was totally against previous advice that I had received about women finding men with female wing girls more attractive. So thus, what brings me to ask my favorite wing girl uh, of all time for some advice on this topic. Do women find men with other women more attractive or should I ditch my girlfriends the next time I hit the town? Keep up the amazing work. Yours truly, Allie. Yeah, so Dr. Berman, I'd love to hear what you well, have to say. I, you know, I, I would not, it's interesting. There was just a study that came out that men find women more attractive when they're with an attractive man. Really? Yes, which you would think is not the case. But it was an interesting study. But but what I would say, you know, women, we what what will make you much more attractive to other women in general, and this is counterintuitive to most men, is to see you really treating your date well. Yeah. Like, you know, I used to joke with my husband about this because when he would do something really romantic or sweet, I'd be like, oh, all the other women in the room, you know, they want, I want what she's having is kind of what they think. And that's why you'll see more often than not, the guys that women go after are not the ones that are cheating on their wives all the time, but the ones that are devoted to their wives. Yeah. Because they want some of that too. Well, every like every wedding I've been to, the groom is not attractive to me until the day of the wedding. And right. then I see the way he looks at right. her and I'm like, no. oh my God, I hope he cheats on his wife with me right now. Exactly. <laughs> I want that. I yeah. want him to treat, I want him to treat me that way, right? Yeah. And so we tend to, you know, we tend to be really interested in the other women, both as competition and inspiration. Like if you ever walk down the street in a city, you'll notice that women, we're checking each other out much more than we're checking out guys. Um, If you're talking about a wing woman situation, I think it's true. It'd be one thing if the other women saw you being all attentive to the woman, then they'd probably be coming on to you as you went to the bathroom. But when they see you going and they think you're with a woman and you're going around the room flirting with everyone else, then you're going to become less attractive. Right. Then you're and the I bag. think women can be intimidated by other women, Yeah, you know, because they're not sure, is she judging me? Is she making fun of me behind my back to this guy? Is she 
annoyed because she likes the guy and he's coming on to me. I don't know how to handle this, so I'm going to avoid it. So that's a long way of saying I would not try to go pick up women with a wing girl. Interesting. Unless, unless uh, what I hear you saying is unless you're not outwardly going to approach women and you're having them come to you. Right. Cause it, that yeah. sounds like you're a dirt ball. If you're like, Hey, I'm here with a girl, but I'm going to go work the room. Then you look like a dick. Right. But if you're just sitting and having fun with your girlfriends and your wing girls right. and they're making you look good and bring other women into your circle, then you can be seen yeah. as very attractive. That's interesting. Right. Cause that, I think that makes that's sense. very different. Or if she goes up to him and she's like, you know, one of my best friends is here and he has not stop talking about how pretty you are all night and he's too shy to come up to you. Would, you know, would you come over and can I introduce you to him or something like that? You know, like from that standpoint, that could be cute. Right. Cause then she knows but, what, what's happening. Yeah. And then, so Kristen, for you, yeah. have you ever met a guy that way? Mm, no, I was just going to say, I would perhaps maybe think if he's just hanging with all these girls that he's gay. Oh, I, I mean, maybe not, you know, maybe he overly, you know, clearly is not, but that would be my first instinct would be, why is this guy hanging out with all of these girls? And does that mean maybe he's into women or he's effeminate or, you know, is he using women like, you know, guys use a dog or something to get but at least that creates curiosity if i saw some guy walk in the door with three really hot girls it, that would catch my attention right away a hundred percent and i don't i don't know a hundred percent what i would think about him because i would have to see how he carries himself how those girls react to him but maybe it would cross my mind to think is he gay maybe again it depends on how he's carrying himself I just, I mean, it would depend on how he was interacting. I would just think he was with one of the girls. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I would think he is one of the girls. Right. But, but, that's I'm, also, that's your- but I'm also incredibly cynical. So people yeah. might not see it. Have that you way, ever had somebody come up to you and say, okay, my friend over there thinks you're so cute. He wanted to talk to you. And if so, is that attractive for you to hear that he can't come to you himself? Um, yeah, I do think it's attractive, but of course it, the answer always ends up being, but it depends on who the right. guy is. Yeah. If I look over and it's this guy who's like got drool hanging out of his uh, his right. mouth, I'll go, yeah, that's not really that cute. But if it's the guy that I had my eye on, I'd be like, oh, that's adorable. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And you'd be into it. So it wouldn't be a turnoff for you if he had to get somebody else no. to do it for you. Okay. No. Okay. And J-Lo, actually, I heard her interviewed not long ago about her courtship with A-Rod. And she was saying that he, she thought it was so cute because he was really shy. And then like she went off to the bathroom or something during their first date and he texted her, I think you're really pretty. Oh, that's so cute. That's really, really she cute. that was adorable. That yeah. was adorable. Yeah. All right. So Allie, you've heard our responses. Basically... You screwed up because you walked in with a whole bunch of girls. You ignored the girls, worked the room, and then looked look at the douchebag. So a wing girl, wing woman can definitely work to your advantage. You just have to work them the right way. Okay, one more question. I just started listening and watching your podcast and YouTube channel and the insights you have into what women really want and a potential mate has helped work up 
uh, help me work up the guts to approach women. And I really appreciate all that you do. A little about myself in a nutshell. I'm a comic book reading, cartoon loving, game player, sci-fi fantasy, anime watching, mm-hmm. horror movie, weed smoking, history learning, amateur novelist, liberal with, with a whimsical, if not quirky sense of humor. Some of my friends say I'm basically an overgrown kid, but in a good way with an old soul. I'm having a hard time trying to present these aspects of myself uh, with women with, into something women would find interesting, if not attractive. Do you have any advice, Jamal? I mean, that was adorable. <laughs> that was a good way to do yeah, it. Really We're a very specific yeah. kind of girl. Um, yeah, but there are a lot of those. I mean, I get a ton of those on, on my radio show of relationships that started in the parents' basement. In the gaming right. space. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in the right. basements. And, you know, there's a growing population of people and especially in the cosplay world, there's even, I don't know if you ever go to like Comic-Con or anything like that. I've done it a lot through the years, especially with my kids. And my favorite thing to do, they're always like, mom, come on. But I love (laughs) it. I want to go. Is to go and watch. Yeah. Okay. You ready? Comic-Con speed dating. Okay. (gasps) Oh, yeah. Oh, my Lord. All right. So that's the best people watching ever, ever. ever. Yeah. And they're all in, in their cosplay and, you know, meeting each other. And what a perfect way to find like-minded people who are going to be into what you're into. I mean, that's always the best way to meet potential partners yeah. is to go get involved in something that you're really into and meet other people. Even if they're not people you want to date, they're going to be brothers, cousins, sisters, yeah. whatever of people that you do want to date. Exactly. I just, um, I write scripts from, for my YouTube videos before I record them. So I just recorded uh, a video about social circles and that was, that was one of my tips, like join a community. So don't just join groups yeah. or join classes of things that you enjoy. Go find a community that exists where it's yeah. like-minded people. And if there isn't a community that yeah. exists, create that community for yourself. Mm-hmm. And the wonderful thing now uh, is that everything's mm-hmm. at our fingertips. And there's so many like subcultures and communities that are out there. And also it's the horrible thing at the same time. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, uh, and I think more so an absolutely wonderful thing because you can find all these people like whereas... 20 years ago, you may have felt like the strangest person in the entire world because nobody around you had the similar interests. Now you can find so many people. You can find 20 people who want to dress up like Snow White to your dwarf. Yes, exactly. And so I I totally agree with that. (laughs) Uh, We're going to wrap up our show with Dr. Laura Berman, who has been fantastic and wonderful. And thank you so much for doing this. Can you tell people how they can listen to you, work with you, find you, do anything with you? Yeah. Well, you can follow me on social media at Dr. Laura Berman. I'm putting all sorts of tips about how to love and be loved better. And you can go to my website, drlauraberman.com, where you can get links to videos and courses and upcoming speaking stuff. And uh, also links to listen to my radio show, which is syndicated around the country, but you can listen to it online too. It's called Uncovered Radio with Dr. Laura Berman. Amazing. And Kristen... Anything you want to tell people about? Hi. Well, this was not discussed previously, but Dr. Berman uh, really did a good testimonial for my banter guide, which you can get from Marnie because Dr. Berman said, 
funny is the number one thing that connects people. So. <laughs> I was like, how did she get a copy of that? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. So if you guys... want a guide or learn to be funny, go to Marnie's website, wingirl.com slash banter K. But then if you want actual lessons, they can come over to me at kristenandchill.com and I'll make you funny and witty and charismatic and all that shit. All that shit. <laughs> In 10 minutes or less. That's how you're going to do. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at winggirlmethod.com. And then if you want to send in questions so that we answer with our guests and overanalyze them, I keep moving away from my mic. It's a new mic and I'm realizing that I can't do the same things I used to do. Write them into ask at askwomenpodcast.com. New episodes of our podcast come out every week on Thursdays, 5 p.m. Pacific. Sometimes I post them earlier. They're also available on YouTube if you go to youtube.com slash Marnie Kinris and you can watch or listen there however you choose to do it. You guys are amazing. We will see you next week. 